Lawn Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for more information, please visit us on the web at onechurch.net. Good morning, One Church family. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so honored to be sharing the word with you. And hasn't this series with our guest speakers been so encouraging? I know that I have learned and gleaned so much from their messages. And over the last few weeks, I feel like the Lord has been showing me the book of Colossians, and it's actually come alive to me in a different way. 2020 has not turned out to be what any of us could have expected or anticipated. And I know it's come with a set of challenges and even blessings. You know, I have been struggling with anxiety and fear, and those things have been become real to me, but what also has been real to me is God's nearness. And he's shown me that through the book of Colossians, specifically chapter three, there's so much more to life than this, that I don't have to live in fear, anxiety, or hopelessness, or even discouragement, that I can live for more. So there are three main points in this book, and I would like to encourage you to Turn to Colossians chapter 3 with me as we unpack three main points of how to live for more. So let's go to point number one. Live accepted. Colossians chapter 3. Since you've been raised to life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits at God's right hand in the place of honor and power. Let heaven fill your thoughts. Do not think about the things down here on earth. For you died when Christ died and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ who is your real life is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. In January, I felt like the Lord had given me a word for the year and it was out of Psalm 91. And that word was dwell. Little did I know that this would be so important to me over the next couple weeks his doctors discovered that I had a heart condition and that I needed to go through a heart procedure. This was a difficult time for Nate and I. And I have to be honest, there were times of sheer faith and then there were times of fear. I realized after that I had been staring at this seemingly huge mountain in front of me and that's why I had more fear. But Paul encourages us in Colossians 3 to set our sights on the realities of heaven where Christ is and not only on the things of this earth. He's not saying don't think about your circumstances. I think he's saying set your sights on Jesus. Set your sights on heaven. We've got to reel in our thoughts and we have to submit them to the truth because the truth is, is Jesus has overcome. So it does require us taking an action of setting our sights on things that are true, which is where Jesus is. And Jesus has overcome this world. So I wanna encourage us today to think about the things that you're staring at. What are you thinking about? What is this huge mountain that you are experiencing right now? I mean, 2020 in and of itself, yes. But what is happening in your present circumstance right now? What are you staring at? And how can you set your sight on the reality that Jesus has overcome those things? After my surgery, 
I remember sitting in my hospital bed and this happened to just be a moment where I was alone. Um, the nurses weren't doing their rounds and Nate wasn't in the room at the time. And I started to think about all the things that had happened over the last few weeks because I had just gone through surgery in the middle of a pandemic. Great timing. So I thought, but God had other plans. And as I processed back to all of the moments leading up to that surgery, I was in awe because God took care of me. But why did I doubt that he would protect me, that he wouldn't protect me through this, that he wouldn't take care of me? I have to say that I probably was processing things through a lens of rejection rather than a lens of acceptance. And I think that's what this verse is telling us is that we need to come from a place of acceptance, knowing that God loves us, that he's for us, that we are seated with him in heavenly places. That's what the word of God says. And so today I wanna to encourage us to live accepted, live as royalty, because that's what the word of God says. And I'd love to read to you just a few revelations that I was writing down as I was in my hospital bed that day that the Lord showed me. So this is out of Psalm 91. And I know that's a very popular scripture, especially nowadays when it comes to the protection of God. But God showed me another reality that I think is just as important for us to be able to receive God's protection in our life. So I'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. When you sit enthroned under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. Now, I was, as I was reading that, I was looking too at what um, the word was saying. And I found this really interesting. It said that the Hebrew word yashab is often associated with one seated as royalty. It's tr it is translated in Ezekiel 27.8 as leaders or rulers. Also, what's interesting is Shaddai is taken from a Hebrew root word with many expressive meanings. It can mean God of the mountain, God the destroyer of enemies, God the self-sufficient one, God the nurturer of babies, and God the Almighty. Also, it says, I endure through the night. Job 39, 28, where the same Hebrew word is used for an eagle passing the night on the high cliffs. So God encouraged me to put it in another way, and I want to read it to you. When you see yourself as royalty, enthroned under the shadow of God, the destroyer of enemies, you endure through the night in the strength of God most high. That's kind of a really awesome perspective when you think about it. You and I are royalty. And when we see ourselves as that, that we are accepted by God, that he is the God who destroys our enemies, something changes in our hearts and in our spirit because we know the truth, that we are royalty. We are accepted by God most high. And we need to live that way because God, the destroyer of our enemies, is on our side. Point number two, live free. So Colossians 3, 5. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, 
have nothing to do with sexual sin, impurity, lust, and shameful desires. Don't be greedy for the good things of this life, for this is idolatry. God's terrible anger will come upon those who do such things. You used to do them when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old evil nature and all its wicked deeds. In its place, you have clothed yourselves with a brand new nature that is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ, who created this new nature within you. In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters and he lives in all of us. A few years ago, I went to an adventure park with one of my best friends. This was in the Philippines and we decided to do a 120 feet free fall. It was called the drop zone. As we were preparing to get on the drop zone, we had our protective gear put on us. We had the harness. I mean, we had, we were suited up. And we were then put on a crane and hoisted up all the way to 120 feet. And the guy told us before we went off, he said, one of you is gonna have to pull the lever so that y'all, you both fall down. And guess who was the one that pulled the lever? Yep, that was me. But you know what? It was a little scary. Okay, maybe a lot scary, but it was so fun. And I was thinking about that experience today because I think that there's something to learn from this is that when we have the protective gear on Jesus, we can go through the high times in life, 120 foot free fall and the low points of life because he is protecting us. He is that protective gear that we put on in those situations. So why do we doubt him? Why don't we put those, that new nature on? Why do we go back to the old things, the old habits? I noticed that I'm doing that and I've done that in this pandemic, as I seem to turn to my old way of life or coping mechanisms. And I feel like God's encouraging us to put him on, to not go to that old life, not go to those old things, but to go to him and to put on his new nature in us. So what's Paul saying here? In its place, you have clothed yourselves with a brand new nature that is continually being renewed as you learn more and more about Christ. So just like in my story earlier about going through this drop zone, I needed that protective gear in order for me to go up, and come down. And no matter what we're experiencing in life, when we put on Christ, when we clothe ourselves in Christ, we will be free. We don't have to go back to the old things, go back to the old ways, cope in any way. He is our hope and he is our freedom. So I wanna encourage us today not to go back to those things, but to look forward 
and clothe ourselves with Christ so that whatever situation we find ourselves in will be free. Which brings me to my last point, live fearless. Since God chose you to be the holy people whom he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You must make allowance for each other's faults and forgive the person who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And the most important piece of clothing you must wear is love. Love is what binds us all together in perfect harmony. And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are all called to, love, to live in peace and always be thankful. I've been reading this book, The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. Highly recommend it. One of the things that stuck out to me was this. Trust is a function of two things, of our credibility and our behavior. A few years ago, I was really hurt by a friend that betrayed my trust. And I later realized that I had unforgiveness and that was the lens in which I was viewing relationships with people and my relationship with God. I questioned God's credibility in my life, even though he has always been faithful to me, but it was that unforgiveness that was holding me back. I wasn't free. But the truth is, perfect love casts out fear. It's God's love, his unconditional love, that completely transforms our hearts. And when we can lay down that unforgiveness and lay down really our lives like Christ has, there is freedom. So I wanna encourage us today. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know who's hurt you. I know it seems impossible to give mercy, kindness, patience, or whatever. When you put on the nature of God, when you put on Christ's nature, He is what sets us free. And He gives us the ability to love and be fearless. So how do we live accepted, free, fearless? Well, I think the, the next few versions, the next few verses of Colossians teaches us how to do that. Let's read it. Let the words of Christ in all of their richness live in your hearts and make you wise. Use his words to teach and counsel each other. Sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you say or do, let it be as a representative of the Lord Jesus, all the while giving thanks through him to God the Father. So here are four practical things to do starting today. Number one, spend time in the word. Paul encourages us to use his words to teach and counsel each other. How do we do that? Unless we know the words of God. And that can be found by reading the Bible. So I just wanna encourage us to spend time daily reading the word of God, knowing what God says, and speaking those truths into our situations and to other situations. Number two, Bring God into your relationships. When giving counsel, advice, bring God in because he's got the best kind of counsel and he has the best wisdom. So I wanna encourage us that when we think of a word of encouragement, let it come from the Lord and let's encourage one another in that way. 
Number three, worship and praise. Worship is so powerful and a thankful heart, which is praise is what we need to be doing daily. I know I need it. A few days ago, Nate and I just busted out some worship. Nate got the guitar out. I had my Bible out because man, I felt like I was going through it. And the only thing that got me out of it was worshiping God and being in his word and remembering how big he is and how good he is. Remember, he's the God that destroys our enemies. That's the type of God he is. And so I just needed that time of worship and praise to remember who God is, to get me out of my situation and setting my sights again on things above and not only in my current situation. Number four, be a representative of Christ. We are his ambassadors on the earth. And so whatever we say or do, let's act like that, that we are his ambassadors here on this earth. So, I want to just encourage us that there's more to life than that we're going through right now. There's more to life than anxiety and fear and hopelessness. And what we need to live in the more is really Jesus. So if you're watching today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus, I want to encourage you to give your life to him. He can be trusted. He loves you. He's for you. And for those of you that are followers of Jesus and you find yourself in a hard place, remember there's so much more to life than this. You can live accepted, free, and fearless because of who Jesus is. So put on his nature, clothe yourself in Christ, and let's live that daily. Let's close in prayer. Father, I just thank you so much for this opportunity today. Thank you for the word that you've spoken to me, God, and I pray that I and those watching would live it out, God, that we would live for more than what we're experiencing right now, that we would live accepted by you, free and fearless. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now there's no real formality to this moment. We just wanna encourage you to gather together and talk about what the Lord has shown you through this message. Thanks for joining us today. We're praying that you have a great rest of the day and break through this week.